Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Ruthie's Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. Most nights, Jimmy Fallon and I are hosts. We both have a number of people we reach out to. For me, 180. For Jimmy, 1.8 million. I am a pilot of a small plane, and Jimmy is an astronaut flying to the moon. As a chef, my hosting is through cooking in the River Cafe. Jimmy sings, dances, talks, and makes people laugh on The Tonight Show. Over 35 years, I can easily spot a food lover, and from the first moment we met, I knew Jimmy was one. A food lover studies the menu, asks questions, wants to explore the kitchen, and the people they care most about meeting are the chefs. When they're finished eating, often they want to start all over again. Curiosity is the key. For Jimmy to have interviewed thousands of people over so many years, you don't just have curiosity, you need to be a virtuoso of curiosity. So today on a gray winter day in New York, we're sitting here at 30 Rock, two friends to talk about memories, cooking, children, and more. A chef and a star, a pilot and an astronaut, joined by love of food and each other. Do I interview you or do you interview yeah. me? For this? <laughs> That's the question. Well, we could do That's both. the hardest thing I about think, this. Yeah. yeah the, I did, you know, somebody said the thing about an interview, Ruthie, is you can't interrupt your guests. So that, I, that's the hardest thing, is it? Yeah, it's always listening uh, to everybody. So you have to listen. Yeah. So, so something a lot. Like my first ever interview I ever did was Robert De Niro. He's a great guy. So good. The thing about Robert De Niro is that he doesn't really talk. He doesn't really like to talk. Okay. So if, if you ever talk to him, you go like, Robert, I can't believe you're here. You're on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much. Uh, uh, you're, you live in New York, right? Yeah. And he goes, yep, yep. <laughs> I go, wow. Wow. Okay, what's the next question? And I go, the next question. I go, well, you, you, uh, you love uh, Italian food, right? And he goes, yep. Yep. I go, okay, I'm going to another page. I'm like, you can hear the sweat flop sweat forming on my head. I was like, oh my gosh, he's the nicest guy. He just did me a, f- a favor because you couldn't book people when I first started. You know, it was a brand new show and, yeah. it, and no, no one knew if the show was going to be a flop or a hit. So he did me a solid. And uh, we've had him back many times. Now he talks. Now he yeah. now he slaps you across the face. Somebody said that it, it can be a technique with journalists. We once had a journalist doing a profile of Richard and he hung around the house for days. He would never say anything. And so I would, you know, Talk, 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 because somebody's got to talk, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're talkers. Do you remember when I first kind of came up to you at your restaurant, and I hopefully didn't attack you, but hopefully. I was such a fan of yours, I because I, I collect cookbooks. Yeah. And one of my favorite cookbooks is River Cafe, the one that's what all color, silver. The blue one? Oh, the silver one. Yes. Yeah, that's the easy. Yes, the easy. River it's, Cafe it's easy. Just, and it's one of my favorite cookbooks it? for years. I love it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, oh. I'm at the you know uh. River Cafe. I'm like, show me everything. Yeah. And you're like, well, we have a new book. And I go, let me look at the new book. And mm. then you were showing me how the restaurant has grown. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, 
This is unbelievable. Yeah. Before we even yeah. get to the food, yeah. the restaurant was but, awesome. But, but that's you. I mean, we remember. We talk about the time that, you know, Jimmy Fallon came in and wanted to know everything. As I said, he wanted to meet the chefs. He wanted, how do you put, what wood do you put in that wood oven? And yeah. then you make the pasta. Do you boil it? Because I think also that I'd like to ask you a question. So how do you do a show? How does a pilot you know, fireplane. <laughs> How do you know that the lamb comes out the same yeah. time as a pasta? I'm very it? in, intrigued. And it, yeah, I yeah. want to know why did you choose this silverware yeah. Yeah. to go yeah, with this? You know, I know, but we love that. We love that curiosity. Do you, have you ever worked in a restaurant? Uh, I never have. I don't know if I could do it, to be honest. I don't know if it's I have a, the patience. You might, as a, if a chef, you were a chef, maybe. You don't a have, chef, yeah. maybe I could try Not to do it. I love to you get in there and them. cook. And I love yeah. to do yeah, it. Different recipes. I'm so I, I love it. It's, an, it's a yeah. meditation for me almost. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's a conversation. But for now, should we start out with your recipe? Because that is yes. the idea that everybody reads a recipe. So, I'm what honored. recipe are you reading? It's a recipe from the River Cafe Lookbook, which is, by the way, genius. Whoever thought of the idea, I'm assuming it was you. Yeah. Well, um, three of us. Uh, it is matching art pieces with food on these photos. When I was a kid, I remember my. Grandma used to do a lot of babysitting for me. Hmm. And uh, I would go over and she had one cookbook. It was a Betty Crocker cookbook. Yeah. And the pictures were so great. It was like a cherry pie. And it wasn't like we were making them, but I would just look at the book and flip through the pages and look at all the awesome photos. And that was, for a kid, that was like my favorite book to read. Yeah. So I think this is brilliant. I'm honored to read a recipe now. Okay. Well, what are you reading? All right. This is for lemon ice cream. Okay. Which sounds intimidating. No, but it's the shortest recipe. Here we it? go. Finely grated zest of one and juice of three lemons. I can do that. One cup castor, in parentheses, super fine sugar. A half a teaspoon of sea salt. Ooh. Teeny little bit. The sea salt we use is what they call molden salt, which you can flake with your hands. So oh, yes. It's a bit saltier than yeah, salt. Yeah, it's the fancy salt. Mm, I do like really the fancy. flaky salt, yes. Really and fancy. then you have 15 uh, ounces, scant two cups, double heavy cream. What a scant Scat means almost. It's, what do you say, Zad? Scat means sm oh, it's not a, measurable. Uh, no, it's no, like a scant. You yeah, say, scant you know, two it's cup. like pinch. a little a pinch, pinch, like a pinch. Oh, yeah. a pinch of two cups. That's a big pinch. Uh, mm -hmm. Two cups of double heavy cream. That's it. That's the mm, ingredients: lemons, sugar, sugar, salt, and cream. Exactly. Okay. Um, you need a lemon squeezer. You need a grater. You need a scale if you if you want. Measuring cups, measuring spoons, bowl, spoon, freezer-proof container. Let's see what you have to do here. Uh, this is the only ice cream we know that doesn't have to be churned. What? Yes. Be sure to wash the lemons. Roll the lemons before you squeeze them to get the maximum juice. I do that, by the way. Do you do that? I'm a gin and tonic drinker. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I take my lime and roll it. Roll it. Oh, yeah, yeah. limes particularly, no? Yes, it gets the juice not... out there. Yes, you need it. Nothing worse than like a pulpy, dry lime. Uh, roll the lemons before you get that maximum juice in a bowl. Mix the lemon zest and juice, sugar, and salt with a spoon. Slowly, slowly add the cream, carefully mixing with the spoon. It will immediately thicken. Put the ice cream mixture in a one liter, one quart, freezer-proof container, and freeze for two hours to harden. That's it? That is it. What? I mean, honestly, it is. Because of the lemon and the cream, basically you're eating cream, 
yeah. with lemon and a spoon. It's delicious. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. doing this tonight. Don't do it tonight with the kids. The I'm kids will this. love it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I just want to say, I love the colors on this. You know, my husband did an airport in Madrid called Baracus Airport. Have you ever been to Madrid? No. And every, he loved color. And so every beam is a different color. It's like the rainbow and it just takes it. So we, we thought, how do you follow those photographs? You know, you follow them with color. With color. So, oh, it's and every done. single page is a different color. So it just makes it a bit even more. Do you more think safe. about that when you do not only your cookbooks, but your restaurant? Yeah. Everything. Like, I think, I think, I, you know, I think color. Shape. I think like you were saying, lighting. I trained as a graphic designer. So even the food, the way you put food on the plate, not in that fancy arty way with a little Swipe squid or, or that kind of thing. We don't do that. <laughs> no. But if you're going to put a piece of sea bass on the plate and you're going to put a lemon on the plate and you're going to put some spinach or cannellini beans or whatever, baked tomatoes, you really think about how you plate that. And it's very interesting to see the way young chefs plate, you know. Yeah. Do you watch I people's reactions when the plate comes to the Always, yeah. I mean, I try, table? you know, because you know we have an open kitchen. So yes, we're yes. too, uh, you know, it's a live performance. It's like you, when you get up there and you have your audience. And of course, we don't get applause and we don't get booze. What I always look for is to see if they share. Oh. So then you can see the reaction. You know, they go, mm. well, I don't know if you can yeah, do this on audio. Yeah. Or can you do this on audio? How do you make it? Uh, yeah, do you get, that's mm, it. Mm, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people are just tuning in, they don't know what kind of They're show this is. They what's going on, exactly. <laughs> we I'm moaning. Welcome back to Moaning with Ruthie. <laughs> So we could go back to the grandparents in the yard. Yeah, um, that's safer. But living with your grandparents, tell me about your grandmother. She Where was, was she? Norwegian and Irish, and she was my mom's mom, and she lived with us. She was she lived in our backyard. Um, in the not, back, in the backyard. No, not in a tent right, or something. I have to tell you that I was with my seven-year-old granddaughter. We were going down the street, and I said, you know, I used to live on the street. And she went, oh, poor you. And I said, Why? <laughs> I said, that's a really nice street to live on. She said, but you had to live on, on the street. street. No, no, on, on this you block. You didn't have a house. <laughs> no, no. So sorry, they didn't so, live in my okay, backyard. She, your poor grandmother was in the backyard. She was in a tent. Yeah, we fed them. Uh, it, so yeah, They were well fed. Uh, but they were in a little cottage in our backyard, but shared our address. So they were basically our neighbors. You know, So they helped raise me, actually. So I go over there, and there really is no good Irish cuisine, unfortunately. I could say that as an Irish person. That's why you never you never see an Irish cookbook <laughs> because everything is boiled. Potatoes. Boil it. Boil it. Boil it. Oh, what yeah. do you got? Oatmeal. Uh, boil it. Boil it. Yeah. What do you got there? Cabbage. <laughs> Bo- boil it. Boil it with the with the corned beef. Boil everything. You okay? This is the worst cookbook yeah. ever. Okay. So that's why you never see that. So, but so we kind of tried to steal from other cuisines. Yeah. We had Italian neighbors that were great. Polish neighbors, and then my grandmother was Norwegian, so we had a lot of like meatball type of things. My grandmother would always be, you know, she had that rule: if you drop it on the floor. Yeah. Not only is the five-second rule, you're allowed to oh. eat it, but Jimmy would eat it. Oh, okay. She would feed me. <laughs> Whatever fell on the floor, I would you get. get. I got yeah. all the scraps, yeah. But I loved it, and I loved the way she cooked, yeah. and I just washed her hands. And my mom, too. They always had, like, something on them. Did my, you, my mom always had, like, hamburger meat or something yeah. on her hands. Like, she would answer the phone. With, the, with the meat. With it's, something on her hand, yeah. and then hang up, and I go, Mom, you got to yeah. wash yeah. I can't pick up the phone after yeah. you. If you but you keep it on, yeah. Oh, no, my God, it's disgusting. But living with your grandparents is quite something, though, isn't it? Because you yeah. have, there's the, the cooking is shared. It's very family-style cooking, and yeah. that's what we always ate. Uh, How many of you? It was me and my sister. That's it. I had one sister, my mom and dad. Yeah. And, uh, did yeah. your mom work, or did she? she no, she, she uh, stayed she home was, yeah. and raised us. Nice. So it was a lot of a lot of my mom 
cooking, stuff like that, and always experimenting and trying stuff. Did she experiment? Try yeah, she things? would. Also, she would also lie to us too a lot. I mean, yeah. she said like we had a meal every year, almost every day of my life called pasta vas- pasta vazul. Vazul. Pasta vazul. Oh, that's isn't that in a song? Pa- yeah. Vazul. What yeah. song is it? Like, like pasta vazul. That's a When the moon hits your when eye. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. When your yeah, mom lies to you, says it's pasta vazul, but it's not because it's not. It wasn't. Pasta she was vazul. so. It's a kind of a I knew soup. Is it a song? It's a, it, yeah. I it's an it Italian soup. Yeah. And it wasn't oh. when I was growing up. It was. Basically, like macaroni noodles, ground beef and pasta, and mm. beans and garlic nice. and garlic powder and salt. Was it good? What did she lie about? I loved it. Well, that's about? not that's not what pasta vazul is. Oh. Pasta vazul is a soup, a very like so. Right. But we did sans soup. It was like mm. a really chunky soup. There was okay. no there was no liquid. It was yeah. very dry almost. <laughs> uh, it was actually disgusting. But a lot of Italian almost like I would dry. I would call it gruel yeah, if I had maybe. to name it for her. That was her thing. And then I remember she was like. She has a very, like, kind of uh, New York-y voice, like, Jimmy, do you want a grilled cheese? I go, thanks, Mom. And I knew that she made it because I would hear her scraping the burnt off the toast (laughs) (laughs) before she gave it to me. She always burned my grilled cheese. But she's hilarious. My mom and my dad were... Did your father cook? I don't remember him cooking, no. Not even, like, kind of man things like barbecues and stuff like that. No, I mean, barbecue, he would arrange... The briquettes, yeah. you know, and light that like it was yeah. a big masterful thing. Yeah, yeah. Like really, yeah. Dad, it's just a pile. It's always it's the a barbe- pile of it's briquettes. Always the barbecue that made it. Yeah, yeah. What was the kitchen like? Was that out in the yard as well? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of open space in our house. Yeah, we lived. You know, my our kitchen was where we would have the parties. Oh and, yeah, and everyone would always drink there. So and was hang it out. a big house? Was kind no, of, it was no, tiny, good, cute country was, house. But our kitchen was red and red and blue. It was like, oh, man, I, I lived there, basically. I mean, I, every big event was in the kitchen, birthday parties, uh, yeah. hanging out after school with my friends. We'd all just go in the kitchen. We'd hang out with my parents. We'd drink yeah. with my parents yeah. uh, and hang out with them. And the music was in there. We'd always listen to music. My dad always loved doo-wop music. Uh, and doo-wop, so, like... Yeah, like, uh, like, do-do-do-do, do-do-do, doo-wop, doo-wop. So we would listen to doo-wop music. And he served in Vietnam. He was in the uh, Navy. What, what? So how long was he away for? He was gone for, I mean, I, I, this was before he had me, but it was three years, I want to say, mm. in uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the ship. Wow. But he loved doo-wop, and he would always play these reel-to-reel tapes of him and this group singing on the ship. And they'd sing all like, Gloria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd sing all these songs. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, cool. And when I got older, I watched these movies about, you know, Vietnam War or something, and they never played doo-wop music. Wow. They would play Jimi Hendrix. They'd yeah, play, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And I go, they're missing the po-. Everyone's yeah. listening to do- Turns out my dad was just a nerd. I think I'm a, I know more doo-wop songs than I do modern okay. songs. But I, I remember just- he had me, as a kid, climb up. We lived in upstate New York, and he had me climb up into the house and put wires all over in the attic just so we can get reception of yeah. this radio station, WCBS-FM in, in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. It was probably terrible for me and Gloria with, with all the radiation from those wires, but... Did yeah. he? Did you have meals, family meals around the table? Would you sit down in the ki- that beautiful kitchen of yours? We would, would sit, sit in the living room. Did you have a Did you have a dining room? We had a dining room that we'd use on Thanksgiving yeah. and Easter, I think. Yeah. You know, basically only the only times we went to church, we would use that room. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and we, the, the kind of big events, you know, we would have in the dining room. But our our most of the time, we had dinner together every night. 
watching TV. Watching TV. And we'd have those TV uh, tables. Yeah. Those, those yeah. fold-up TV tables. Yeah, yeah. And with, they're cheap metal things. You'd yeah. click them together yeah. and set it up, and everyone would make a dish and then come out, and you'd eat together and watch TV. Yeah. You'd watch Barney Miller or whatever. And would you do homework? Then I'd do homework, and then, and yeah. And then they would watch TV the rest of the night. We'd do the dishes or whatever like that, but... It sounds kind of nice. I loved it. It I mean, really sounds nice. I, I loved that. I, yeah. I loved hanging out with family and eating and talking. Like, again, yeah. my mom just loved food and just always, there was always something cooking somewhere, either her or my grandmother, just, again, sloppy they, hands, yeah. things everywhere, yeah. sauces being made. It was good. And, like, just, yeah, I think, uh, and experimenting and trying different things. And uh, I would always try to do something every Thanksgiving. Like, I go, like what? I'm making braised fennel. This mm. year, did you? I tried. Did you make fennel? I f- raised Can I fennel. just say you grew up in Sogarties? Yes. I grew up in Woodstock. What about it? What are you talking about? I am a Woodstock girl. No. Yeah, hundred percent. I went you to Aniora. So cool. You went I, to Aniora. I went to Aniora. <laughs> oh my! I'm Sogarties High. What? All the cool kids went to Aniora. Yeah, they went to, I think they I went to summer choice. school there. I, there was a choice where we could have maybe gone to Socrates or gone to Aniora. Imagine. Aniora was great. was great. But uh, it was like a 45-minute ride from sorry. Woodstock to... But we used to go to the movies in Socrates. The Orpheum. On Sunday, Sunday nights. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my first movie theater. I saw everything funny. there. That's I used funny. to... I, used, I went to summer school. Yeah. I should say like I'm proud of it. Yeah. But um, I went to summer school in Woodstock. Uh, in Woodstock? Oh, Woodstock, the, the elementary school right by the on the green yeah, yeah. right on the green so you know that golf course yes that's where my father we lived on chestnut hill road oh my gosh. <laughs> wait what was the what was the, uh, the place that there were Gosh, all the bands used bird to perform they used to go to the oh well, this bird cliff yeah there was up on the mountain you mean the the, the outside maverick there was maverick it was Center. like a bar almost yeah. it was like a bar but like rem would show oh, up there and like yeah when i went you know i'm pretty old so when i went there that was just after Dylan, because when my parents went there, it was an artist colony. You remember yes. that when you come into Woodstock from Socrates, there's the Arts Students League. Yes, and of course. And so it's like Philip Guston was there. A lot of great artists were there. And then uh, Bob Grossman. You're interviewing me, by the way. It happened. Oh, See, it, happened. it just happens this way. <laughs> so this is what it is. <laughs> it ends up, I knew I was going to do it. I, I got you. <laughs> and we're only supposed to talk about food. So I did meet Dylan in a, in a bar. Is this once. when he got in the motorcycle accident? Uh, yeah. He got the motorcycle accident up in Woodstock. My mom, I went to Woodstock, I'll bring it back to food. Mm. My mom, I went to, when I got Saturday Night Live and started to get famous, I would go home to say hi to my Mm. parents. And she always wanted to go out to eat and show me off, you know. Mm. But I wanted to eat homemade cooking. And I'm like, I don't want to go out every night. I live in New York City. So, but she's like, let's go go out. I go, all right, we'll go out. I go, but don't make a big deal. She goes, I'm not going to make a big deal. I go, I know, but sometimes you do, and just I just don't. I want to. I just want to go, and you know. She goes, All right, let's just go. So we went to Woodstock. Yeah, it's a great restaurant in there. We walk in, they sit us at this one table, and she goes, I don't know if I like this table. I go, Don't start. Don't start something. You start. She goes, I'm not starting. I'm not starting anything. I go, Stop. You're raising your voice. So let's just have fun. Let's have a good time. Don't make a big deal. Great. So we get drinks. We ask you orders. What are you gonna? Have? She goes, I'm gonna have the lamb. The lamb chops. You're great. I ordered, my dad ordered, we're sitting there, <clears throat> the food comes, hers doesn't come. So she's like, Where, where's my lamb chops? I go, don't, don't make it, don't make a big deal. Mm-hmm. You, you promised it. She goes, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not making beans. You know what? I'm just not going to eat. 
I'm not, I go, but the lamb well, that's chops a big come. deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Now, what are yes. you doing? So when the lamb chops come, you're not going to eat the food? Yeah. She goes, I'm not going to eat it. I go, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is making, she goes, oh, look, it's coming now. So it comes now. Like She's mad. She goes, I'll eat it. Bitch. And she's cutting it all mad and angry. And she takes the first bite. I'm not kidding. She goes, <laughs> I go, you're kidding me. Are you choking? She's like, oh, 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 oh. And my dad puts his finger down my mother's throat, oh, and she's okay. going like, Ugh! and he's doing gagging her, this trying is to pull. Behind, before no, the then woman runs from down the restaurant. She goes, "I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse." Okay. Knocks over stuff. She's like banging in and knocking in everything. The table's getting knocked over. Going over to my mom, and she grabs my mother, and my mom made these noises I'd never heard her make before. And she's going, "Oh, oh, 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 oh," and then. A ball of lamb flies out of her mouth and hits the wall. She sits down. She's crying. And my dad says, not, thank you. Really and I look to my mom. I go, this is not making a big deal. It's exactly what I asked you. To, Can I are just you say something? Kidding? Your mother was right. She did. She shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> she should not. Looking she, back on it, she shouldn't back, have eaten that the lamb. The mistake was yours. Yeah. That you my, my dad's maybe, joke you know, was that that lady, mm. the nurse, should have mind her own business. Yeah. Maybe it was oh, her time no, to go. No, 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 no. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you eat? But did you eat out in restaurants? Was, was the family occasions to go out to restaurants, or was uh, it our a rare big deal thing? growing up? Because we didn't have that much money, so mm. Pizza Hut was a big deal. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut would have indoor seating, and it was like a big deal. They used to give you the sizzling pan of pizza with yeah. a special handle because it was so hot. And there was a video game table you could play Pac Man and Caterpillar. So me and my sister would play Pac Man while we were waiting for the pizza. There was a salad bar. Yeah. 
I mean, remember salad bars? Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> that course. was a big deal. Days. Yeah, it was. And so going to the Pizza Hut was for an occasion that was, would it be somebody's birthday or somebody's anniversary? Yeah, or, or someone did good on a test yeah. or, you know, on a weekend yeah, on a Friday night. Yeah, Pizza Hut. Let's go. And Pizza yeah. Hut was a big deal. And then there was another place called The Ground Round. That was like a new Where restaurant. Was that? In it was in a mall in yeah. Kingston. And we used to go there, and there was a guy named the Balloon Man, who was a creepy guy, a weird mustache, and he used to wear a cape and a t shirt that said the Balloon Man. And he would go up to little kids, like, uh, How old are you? You know, he was definitely a little he's yeah. scared. He probably yeah. drove yeah. a van, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, and so I go, I go, How old are you? And then he'd let the air out of the balloon and he'd do all his tricks. And he's like, Are you married yet? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and you go, Oh my God. <laughs> and so we try to dodge the balloon man while we go. And what age. age would that be? I'd say that, that was my teenage years. I'd probably say 13 or something yeah. like that. And we were yeah. going to the mall. We loved hanging at the mall, which. Mm. Amazon has made sure that there are no malls anymore, but it was fun hanging out at the yeah. mall. And when you started going to restaurants, was that a revelation when you went to a restaurant and you didn't have the salad bar or the, the balloon Yeah, Yeah, th- my first revelation was when I had to pay for my food. Yeah. And yeah. I'll never forget it. I did stand up at this place, something Harbor, and I was by myself, and I did stand up. Uh, I was probably 18, barely driving. I drove myself to this gig and did the gig, and you get paid, you know, whatever it is, 50 bucks. And uh, I got paid, and um, after the gig, I did well. And the owner said, Jimmy, you did uh, really well. That was great. I want to give you a little bonus. And gave me another 50 bucks. It's $100. Yeah. It's the best thing, yeah. in my, best day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go buy something. And, and tr- so across from where I was staying is this tiny, you know, comedian's condo. They usually have a condominium where the comedians mm. live and stay. Yeah. You live with the other comedians. Yeah. Very weird. Um, but I, I went across the street to this diner, and they had pumpkin pancakes. Mm-hmm. I had never had pumpkin pancakes. Uh, and I go, I like, to, I like to have that. You know, I looked at the menu. It was special. And they brought it, and I knew I was paying for it with my own money. And I, it just tastes like the greatest thing I've ever tasted yeah. in my life. I'll never forget it. Anytime I see pumpkin spice latte and I make jokes about it or pumpkin anything, I go... Mm. I always think of those pumpkin pancakes, and that was like a game changer for me. Like, but that is food and memory, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that you can remember that feeling. I'll never 18, ever forget it. It's you know, like, you didn't tell me about the stand-up or about the place you talk about the food. Yeah, and you're not alone. You know, a lot of these interviews are with people who were not entitled. Whether it's Michael Caine after the war, living in a little tiny hut, or Paul McCartney said that he remembers the first time he was able to buy himself good food to eat. That was a big moment. Yeah. You that know, was one of the reasons I used to and play. And he really saw his success, almost his success in terms of what food he could eat. And I thought that was interesting. When I used to play the improv in Los Angeles, mm. you know, I do a bunch of comedy clubs, but when mm. I ever played the improv, my mom would love it because they fed you. as mm. well. They paid you $7, but they mm. fed you mm. so anything on the menu. So my mom, I would call my mom, she's like, you tell Bud Friedman that, <laughs> thank him for feeding my baby. I'm so yeah. happy you're doing the improv, you know. She yeah. was always so proud. I remember my first Saturday night that I got to perform at the Improv, which is a big deal. I'm waiting to go on. I'm brand new, and Jerry Seinfeld walks in. Oh, really? And wow. sits down. I go, oh, and this is the peak of Seinfeld. Yeah. And I go, oh, my gosh. I went out to a payphone, and I called my mom, 1-800-COLLECT, because I had no money. I called her collect, and she goes, I, I go, Mom, Jerry Seinfeld's here. She's like, oh, my God. She goes, is he going to do stand-up? I go, I don't think he's going to do anything. He's just here eating right now. And I was like, oh, so wild. So I go in. She goes, oh, my God, have fun. It was so exciting. So I go in. And it's a Saturday night. It's a big deal. And, of course, he decides to go on. Mm-hmm. 
So Jerry Seinfeld goes on. He does all of his bits. Like, what's the deal? What's the deal? He's doing his whole giant thing. Standing ovation, crushes. It's the best stand-up you've ever seen. And then they go, all right, who's next? Is uh, Bob some of the... Mm. And Bob goes, I'm not going to follow Seinfeld. Mm. And they go, all right, who's, uh, where's uh, Kevin? Is he going to come? Kevin's like, I'm not following mm. Jerry Seinfeld. And they go, all right, who is, who is Jimmy Fallon? And I was like, that's me. He's like, all right, kid, you're up. Oh. So they introduced me. I was, had to follow Jerry Seinfeld on my first Saturday night at the Improv. And it worked out because I did an impression of Jerry. Yeah, so I had like a doll, and I did like. Had you always thought of doing that anyway, or you just had no, it? So you did I just it had didn't think there. about it. Yes, yeah. since he was there, I'm like, how would I follow this? But mm. I had to follow him. But I love the improv because you used to get to eat. Yeah, they gave you the food. They gave me food. Yeah, yeah it was there would be chicken fingers or whatever it was, but yeah. I remember it was something. But that's chicken tenders. And when did you go to your first real restaurant where you felt that you were that you could? Afford Ooh. to eat was that? That was, was probably Saturday Night Live. I think when yeah. I got Saturday Night Live, I started going out with Lorne. He would take the cast out, so then you kind of go, "Oh, this is what restaurants are like. This yeah. is what I have to dress like, and and understand the whole thing and appreciate all of it." And I, I remember going to like some fancy restaurants and, like per se. Oh yeah, is like yeah, I know per se. Big deal. Big deal. That's my, intimidating. My wife. At the time, we were dating, and she was living in L.A., and she moved. She came to New York to visit, and she was, I was going to ask her to marry me. Mm. I was going to propose and surprise her in Gramercy Park. And she came. Uh, I'd already asked her dad for permission. She came, and uh, I go, hi, honey. She goes, hi. She goes, I have a surprise for you. <sighs> and in my head, I'm like, I hope it doesn't mess with my surprise because I, yeah. I have a real surprise. Yeah. You know, I have a ring waiting for you. So she goes, I got us reservations at Per Se. I go, oh, my gosh, that's the place I've been dying to go to. I mean, it's Michelin star. It's unbelievable. So I go, um, okay, um, I'll do it. I'll do it after. In my head, I go, let's go. Cut to 14 courses later. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Tasting menu, those menus. Was, was wa- it 14? I was wasted. Yeah. I was yeah. out of my mind drunk. Yeah. I was like, I, I didn't even know what the last two courses yeah. were. I'm like, this is a, and I was eating the napkin. I mean, it was just terrible. Yeah. I was just a disaster. So when I get home, I, I, go, I can't ask her to marry me now. I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I call my brother-in-law. Now and I, I go. He goes. Did you do it? I go. I didn't. I went to Per Se. He's like, Why don't you do it at Per Se? I'm like, I thought in my head, like, what if Per Se closes, mm. and now it becomes like a, a, I don't know, a strip joint or something, or a laser tag mm. place. I don't want to tell my kids. Mm. That's where I asked your mom to marry me yeah. in the strip club. You know. Uh, so cause you never know. <laughs> That's if, very forward thinking. Uh, thank you. I, I have, have to, to say that is very kind you know, of future. I, I want to think really of the classic moves for the yeah. future. Yeah. So then yeah. I, I didn't ask you for Gramercy another. Park. There was no chance of that happening. He goes, go to the bar. Yeah. Go to Molly's. Go to the bar right now and ask yeah. her. I go. Okay, hold on. I go, honey, do you want to... And she's in pajamas. Do you want to have another drink? She goes, you want another... You want another drink? Like, do, you, do you have a problem? I'm like, oh, I'm not going to start off my yeah. marriage like this. So I passed out. Where did then, you do it in the end? I waited six months. Six months? <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> Do you know, people propose. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know you could hear someone roll their eyes over the over the radio. Yeah, uh, but that is that is six months. It's a long time. So yeah. I, anyways, I, I ended up getting married with my wife. Yeah, uh, I go to the doc and uh, oh, yeah. I said, "Don't cry," because hmm. I'm a very emotional person. Hmm. I said, "Let her cry first hmm. if you're going to cry," because it's a big deal. I had the ring in my pocket, wearing my bathing suit. I took out the ring, and as soon as I got down on one knee, I totally started crying. And I was like, when two people 
love, love each other. When two people love, she thought I was having a stroke. No. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? Yes, But so uh, yeah, did she you said yes. What did you eat your wedding? Did you have a wedding with food? Yeah. We had a whole weekend of food. Mm. So we want to make Where sure. Where did you get married? Ready for In this? New Hampshire. No, get ready uh, for Socrates? this. Socrates? No. No, up, okay, up, wait, up. Let's see, up. Sort of, uh, the coolest. Oh, Niagara Falls. Cooler. Cooler than Niagara Falls. Adirondacks? No. Think bigger. Bigger than the Adirondacks. Canada? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, bigger than Canada. Lauren is from Canada. Yeah, Lauren is. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren would love Canada. Lauren, no, forget no, what he said no, about I'm Canada. I'm saying uh, bigger I, than Canada. Alaska. Necker, Necker Island. Oh, Necker Island. What? Well, how did we get up there then? Necker Island. That's, is I'm thinking big. Just in, think of anything. Oh, I thought it was Richard Branson's place, right? Yes, Damn, it is. Like what? What were we doing? You said up. Well, I'm thinking. Oh, you didn't mean upstate. Up, money wise. Oh, oh I was really. <laughs> Okay. I'm talking about how expensive a uh, wedding can you get. Okay. Richard Branson. I'm like, yeah, so yeah. I went to his spot. Yeah. And it was the best. Yeah. He has a can party island. Everything you ate. Yeah. It is so fun. They had yeah. sushi chefs in the pool. Wow. We were the most boring people to ever stay at Richard Branson's island. He's so fun. And he yeah. says, he's like, uh, Fallons, good morning. Uh, would you like to go race in the submarines? Yeah. You know, we're like, no, <laughs> no thanks. We're, we're happy in the pool. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, or would you like to fight each other in, you yeah. know, with uh, blowtorches? <laughs> and you go, or whatever. I go, no, we're good. Richard, thank you very much. for These are really good. Like, Do you want a zip line over your dad while he gets attacked by alligators? I go, no, thanks, Dad. I'm sorry. I just want to get, I want to get married. With, my dad's fine over here. Thank you very much, Richard. We were the most boring people. We had a blast. Though. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. My famous story is that somebody once ordered a cake and they said, would you write, will you marry me on the cake? So we made the net chocolate nemesis and we wrote, will you marry me? And halfway through the meal, he came up and said, cancel the cake. <gasps> I, know, I know, I know. No! I promise. It's amazing. Wow. What happened that he canceled the cake? You know? Oh, my. We never found out. You no know, way. What? Yeah, cancel the cake. God, but, you know, and then who did you give the cake to? Oh, we probably your just husband? ate it ourselves. <laughs> 
he got it married is, to what next do person. very private things, you know, in public space. So, you, you know, the idea of proposing. I was going to, yeah, I didn't want to do it there. Yeah, maybe not. So where, I waited. Where did you do it in the end? Her family has a summer house in New Hampshire mm. on Lake Winnipesaukee. It's gorgeous. It's mm. unbelievably beautiful. And it means a lot to her, you know, yeah. this family summer house. So I have the ring. Everyone knows I'm going to do it. And I go, okay. I go, uh, I'll just have a cocktail with her on the dock and I'll do it what there. What was a cocktail? Gin and tonic. Remember, this is a food program. Yes, yeah. gin and tonic. Is, okay, the gin and tonic. Which I started drinking because of uh, of going to England. I stayed at a place you what? called. Did you? you? You had your first gin and tonic. Notting Hill. In, okay. It was a B and B. Yeah. It was for all the, a lot of cool kids would stay yeah, there. Yeah, very cool. So I went there, and Martin Miller was the owner. Yeah. And so he goes, uh, Jimmy, if you pardon the accent, uh, Jimmy, if you'd like to come down to the living room before we go out to dinner, uh, we like to have all the guests here and just have a cocktail. And I go, sure, of course. It's great. So I, I went down to have a cocktail. He's like, you made it. He's like, uh, would you like a, a gin and tonic? And I go, Ugh. N- no. <laughs> no, thank you, man. Because I was like, I, I threw up in it when I was in high school, and I can't even go near this stuff. Yeah. And I could tell he was upset. And he's like, I go, did I upset you? And he goes, no, it's just that, you know, we've, we've got ranked like, you know, 99 out of 100 in gin mm. magazine or something. Mm. And I go, whatever you want. I go, make gin me a gin. And tonic I don't care. Magazine. Yeah, yeah, some magazine. So I go, whatever. But he made me a gin tonic. It was the most refreshing, best thing I ever had in my life. Martin Miller's gin. I still drink it to this day. I made Timberlake drinks it because of me. Uh. It's the best. I love that. And and now my wife drinks it too. Just two questions. When you go to a city, right? When you go to London or Paris or Los Angeles or Buenos Aires, do you think about what you're going to eat in that city? Always. Always. I, 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 yeah. do, I do research ahead do of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I'm going to D.C., i got to go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Okay. Uh, you know, London, yeah. River Cafe, always. Yeah. I mean, we have to. It's, it's, it's if you're you anywhere, do. if you can it get also t- Do you ever go to the markets and see what's there? Do you see yeah, I do. Because that's a nice way to know a city, isn't it? Yeah, to walk yeah, around and to see. To walk around and see what's on sale. So I'm going to just say that um, I love you, and you oh. are so sweet to do this. And if you think about food, I, this is the question I was told in podcast school, mm. um, that <laughs> you, you have one question to ask everyone. And so... The one question I chose is that food is, alleviates hunger and food is communication and food is getting around the table and food is love. It is also comfort. And so if you had to go to a food when you needed comfort, what would that food be? <laughs> and I can tell you that Jeff Goldblum said a bowl of cereal and, and Brian said a bar of chocolate or somebody says pasta. So you can think about it. I'm offline now, right? You can just think for a minute. Comfort for me, there's so many. I would uh, my immediate thought was pizza. pizza. <laughs> I know it's such yeah, a New York American thing yeah. to say, but a slice of pizza is just yeah. always there for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would loved it since I was a kid. Uh, I love it now. Even you know, good pizza, bad pizza, doesn't matter to me as long as I've got a slice. I fold it in half and uh, I eat it. I usually get it with pepperoni, but uh, it's the greatest thing. Yeah, pizza is my comfort food. I will run to your pizza. Let's go and have pizza. Let's go. Okay, Let's thank go. you, Jimmy. I love you. Love so you. good to see you. Thank you for listening to Ruthie's Table 4. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? 
What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.